Welcome back to That Wasn't In My Textbook, the bi-weekly podcast that helps us uncover the things we always wish we learned from that boring, bulky textbook. I'm your host, Toya, and you're now listening to Season 2, Episode 6 on the history of masturbation. Self-love is the best love. Friday, folks. You know, on your favorite history podcast, we're always talking about out of the textbook topics. So today we're talking about the history of playing with yourself, also known as auditioning the finger puppets, also known as doing it yourself, the M word, masturbation, also known as self-pleasure. Yes, We're talking about the history of masturbation. (laughs) This is today's topic because May is Masturbation May. Did you know that? And technically, today is National Masturbation Day. Masturbation May is really a celebration of all things self-love and was set up to help protect and celebrate the right to masturbate. Look, I don't make this stuff up. I say that because I can feel some of y'all giving me the side eye through the phone right now or whatever device you're listening to the podcast on. So happy National Masturbation Day, okay? The month of May actually has so many, more like too many themes. So while it's Masturbation May, May is also known as Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's also known as Mental Health Awareness Month and National Water Safety Month. And there's probably more, but those are the ones that I know about. I thought we'd take the time in this solo episode to discuss masturbation slash self-pleasure because sex and self-pleasure definitely wasn't in our textbooks. And hey, why not? Let's get a little spicy today. I think it's safe to say that everyone masturbates, yet it's seen as so taboo in society. And masturbation is one of the safest forms of sex. Plus, it has numerous health benefits, which we will get into a little later. So let's get into this episode that's going to cover how we got this masturbation day and month, the definition of masturbation, because we love a good definition, a brief history of masturbation, and yes, there is a history, and then we'll wrap it up with some benefits that will hopefully maybe leave some of us feeling inspired to find a nice, quiet place to celebrate ourselves, give ourselves some self-love to celebrate National Masturbation Day. No pressure and definitely no judgment over here. Now you may be wondering, how the hell did May become Masturbation May? And how exactly did May 7th become National Masturbation Day? National Masturbation Day first originated on May 7th, 1995. It was created by a sex toy shop in San Fran called Good Vibrations. What a great name for a sex toy shop, right? 
They started this day as a form of protest after Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders was fired by President Bill Clinton in 1994 for statements she made about, you guessed it, masturbation. Now remember, Jocelyn was the Surgeon General. So what does that mean? It means that she was the head person in charge of matters, all public health. She's considered the highest ranking person to talk about medical insights, to drive pressing public health challenges and issues happening in America at the time. And she's pretty much in charge of all like the medical professional sciences and public health experts. Well, in 1994, Surgeon General Jocelyn suggested that masturbation should be a part of sex education for students. And I kind of agree. When asked if masturbation could help discourage early sexual activity, she responded by saying, quote, I think it's something that is a part of human sexuality and a part of something that perhaps should be taught. I don't see the problem with that statement. But she got fired eight days later. The Clinton administration denies firing her for these statements. But, I mean, what could have happened eight days from that? You know what I'm saying? Her firing for the statements sparked the creation of Masturbation May and today National Masturbation Day. Although it began as a form of social activism and a way to speak out and highlight masturbation and its benefits, Masturbation May has since evolved into a highly popping and successful campaign to promote the business of self-love, vibrators, how-to guides, educational workshops, and pornography as a part of a healthy and happy sex life. The definition of masturbation, which is a noun, by the way, is defined by Webster. (laughs) I always have that accent when I say Webster. As erotic stimulation, especially of one's own genital organs, commonly resulting in orgasm and achieved by manual or other bodily contact, instrumental manipulation, occasionally by sex fantasies or by various combinations of these agencies exclusive of sexual intercourse. Boom. I feel like I should drop a mic because I feel like I said that perfectly. Um, I personally like the term self-pleasure. Masturbation sounds so cold, clinical, and scientific. And I define it as when you do it yourself. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. (laughs) Now for a brief history. Now, masturbation has a long history of stigma, shame, and misconceptions. But historian Thomas Lecoeur argues that the ideas we have today on modern masturbation start all the way back into the 18th century, which is like 1701 to 1800s, which was The things that happened during that time was like the American Revolution, the Haitian Revolution, the French Revolution. So during this time period in the 18th century, masturbation was looked at as a disease that required medical attention. Yep, you heard me right. Masturbation was thought to cause blindness, madness, and a host of other physical injuries Plus, it means that you have some crazy morals. 
by the mid-19th century. And during the 19th century, mid-19th century, slavery was abolished. We have the first and second industrial revolutions. We see the Great Migration in the form of cities. So in during this period of the 19th century, there was a growing anti-masturbation market. That included what I call self-pleasure hating devices, such as erection alarms, penis cases, sleeping mitts to help you not touch yourself, and things to prevent girls from spreading their legs. Y'all, they were bugging. Then, in the 1960s and 70s, masturbation was embraced and celebrated by the women's movement as an important part of sexuality and as a stepping stone to sexual liberation and freedom. Feminist and womanist challenged Freud, and Freud is this white guy. He's the founder of psychoanalysis. He came up with treatments for mental illness and came up with terms like ego, super ego that we use today, and the Floridian slip. Anyway, sorry to digress. Feminist and womanist challenged Freud's belief that well, his theory that sexual development like masturbation and clitoral orgasms were immature and childish. Wow, Freud, I'm disappointed in you. I thought you were like a genius. Can you imagine? During the women's movement, women at the time wrote books, held workshops, started vibrator businesses in an effort to reclaim masturbation and self-pleasure as liberation, freedom, and perfectly normal and healthy, giving a big fuck you to the old mindset around masturbation and turning the previous anti-masturbation market completely on its head. Get it? Head? All right. (laughs) Truth is, not only is masturbation physically and psychologically harmless, you ain't gonna go blind, they were tripping, but there are actually a numerous amount of therapeutic benefits to self-stimulation. Aside from producing sexual pleasure, masturbation relieves stress. It lowers blood pressure. It can be enjoyed by couples or you could go solo dolo. Some scientists believe that masturbation can improve a man's fertility as, you know, relieving themselves flushes out old sperm left behind in the ball sack. Studies have shown that masturbation can even lower a man's chance of getting prostate cancer. Results showed that men who self-pleasure five times or more a week, especially in their 20s, were found less likely to develop prostate cancer. Overall, masturbation, self-love allows all of us to learn about our bodies and help figure out what we like and what we don't like. In fact, a study showed that women who masturbate when they're young are better able to achieve sexual satisfaction as adults. Okay, ladies. Finally, masturbation presents no risk of pregnancy or transmission of STIs or STDs. It may even lower women's chance of getting an STI as having an orgasm helps protect, you know, your little sugar pocket. <laughs> I 
I think I've covered it all as best as I could. And I think I've said my masturbation about 20 times. (laughs) This is the conclusion of episode six on the history of masturbation. Self-love is the best love. I hope you learned something new and didn't feel too uncomfortable. At the end of the day, masturbation and self-pleasure is one of all the kinds of sex people can have. It's the most universal and important, yet few people talk about it freely. Worse, many people feel like it's problematic and second best to the real thing. Masturbation Month lets us emphasize how great it is. It's natural, it's common, it's fun, and it's good for your health. Thanks for tuning in to this out of the textbook topic. Please don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend and leave a review if you haven't already. Let's spread history around the world and build this history community. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, but we're creeping up on our one-year anniversary on Juneteenth, which we will be doing big, by the way. Come back for a new episode on Friday, May 21st. Make sure to follow That Wasn't In My Textbooks all over the interwebs. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, self-love is the best love. And until next time, knowledge is power.